Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's going on, Ravens fans? It's Kyrie Thompson with the Believe in Ravens podcast. Just me for this one. Will Cox will be joining me later to talk about preseason week two. The Baltimore Ravens, their 24-game preseason win streak fell finally. They lost 28-29 to to the Washington Commanders. Shout out to Rep the District for, for calling it, saying that's how it was going to go down. It's true. That's how, that's how it happened. Got to give you props, you know, for for, uh, for calling it. that The, the plaque is going to sit forever in, uh, in, in Baltimore's facility with 24 wins in a row rather than 25 or, you know, beyond that. But, you know, that is what it is. I just want to say this real quick before we get on to, you know, some of the things that happened in the game. Um, because obviously, once again, it was mostly backups for the Ravens, um, especially on defense, you know, twos and threes. And, you know, Sam Howell and uh, and the commanders were able to score some points on the, the backups and in, in some cases, the backups to the backups. So, hey, well done. Well done, commanders. Um, but a lot of people talking about this record like it's the most meaningless record in sports, et cetera, et cetera. Right. I feel like. That, that misses the mark to me because, sure, it doesn't count to the standings and, you know, no one's getting a, getting a trophy off of that, sure. But it matters to them. Look at that game last night and tell me that didn't matter to the players on both teams, right? I mean, the commanders clearly wanted to win that game. They wanted to end that record, okay? And, and I mean... You know, depending on, on what you heard, right? It's like maybe they wanted to end that that record because of how joint practices went. You know, because you know when the when the Ravens were in there, they were making plays, right? So you you always, especially when when it comes to the preseason game after joint practices, things get a little bit chippy. Obviously, that happened after one of the the touchdowns that was scored, you know, at the end of the first half, where uh, you know our Darius Washington just gets cheap shotted, you know, by uh, you know a Commanders offensive linemen you know because they were they were trying to keep you know one of the, the commanders got out of the end zone and you know and then a scrum ensues like it, it was kind of messed up right but then you got you know, sam cosme doing the gritty in the end zone after the score i mean it, it, it was a whole vibe right and both teams clearly wanted to win this game it matters and beyond what the record itself matters you know this this preseason record it matters to the players that are on the field fighting for their jobs, okay, trying to preserve that record for the organization, or on the other side, trying to be the ones that could say, hey, we ended that record. It mattered, and it mattered to the ESPN broadcast. You had, you, had, uh, you know, Troy Aikman saying, like, this is the most enjoyable, like, this is the best preseason game I've been a part of, and yeah, it's kind of like, Haha, you know, the best preseason game you've been a part of, but for the most part, especially when you get into the third and fourth quarter, it's kind of a snooze fest, right? None of the players that you that you're you're here to see really are are in the game anymore, and you know you're you're trying to find reasons to stay engaged and stay focused. And and the players brought that; they brought it last night, and it was you know as far as preseason games go, that was a good game. Now let's get to what actually happened during the game. So obviously, you didn't see Lamar Jackson. Um, from you know quarterback position, you saw Josh Johnson and Anthony Brown Sr. Look, Josh Johnson played himself a heck of a game. He was dropping dimes all over the place. And, and I mean, he had, he had the tough luck interception right there where 
ball gets tipped up in the air. Cornerback just makes a tremendous play. Jartavius Martin makes a tremendous play to come down with that ball before it goes out of bounds. But then, you know, slinging it the next time, you know, down the field, right, and kind of putting putting that play behind him, throwing two touchdowns to Tylen Wallace, whom it looks like they have a solid rapport. And you're looking at Tylen Wallace and saying maybe you're going to find your way on this team the way that he's been producing. So I feel like after, I think, week one, preseason week one, we were kind of wondering to yourself, like, where does Josh Johnson really fit in this operation? I think that he definitely did enough to say, yeah, you can keep him as a quarterback three if you want. Um, You know, you can have him going after Snoop Huntley and obviously after Lamar Jackson. Anthony Brown Sr. had some nice moments. I mean, the pocket presence is still a work in progress, still bails out a lot, looks to run, use his legs. But that touchdown throw that he fit into the into that red zone window was a work of art. I mean, that you can't do it much better than that. So I think they all showed all the quarterbacks showed good things in this game. I feel particularly good about Josh Johnson. I think got to love what Zay Flowers was doing, man. Look, we all talk about the speed. And, you know, the vertical ability, you know, throw the ball down the field, et cetera, et cetera. But what you really what you've seen from him, what you saw from him on his catches yesterday, the guy is difficult to deal with when the ball is in his hands and he can get upfield. He can make you miss in in space and then he can accelerate and change directions that that's what it's all about. The yards after the catch, that's what is going to matter for for this Ravens offense. It's not just about throw the ball down the field. And, and get chunk plays that way. You got to create chunk plays with yards after the catch. And Zay Flowers showed that he could do that for you. Malik Ham punching out a punching out a football, generating a turnover. He continues to have a strong camp, strong preseason, and is putting himself in position to be edge rush depth for this team. And then my guy Keaton Mitchell. Like I, I'm I'm glad that that it appears he just suffered a shoulder stinger. I, I was worried about the collarbone. I was worried about dislocation, um, but it seems like it's not a serious injury. And thank goodness, because he's just a jolt of energy. You saw him get the corner on that you know, 31 yard run, right? They could not, they cannot catch this man. I mean, if he, if he gets the corner, the acceleration, the burst to get up the sideline and outrun angles, I mean, it's special stuff. And I think that when you're talking about this loaded running back room, because you did see Melvin Gordon last night get some burn. Obviously, you saw Justice Hill, et cetera. But I think what you have from Keaton Mitchell is, number one, the the burst to create big plays out of the backfield. You saw at one point you know, during, during training camp, he, he got open for a wheel route down the sideline, dropped the pass, got to haul that in, Keaton. Big moment for you. But the returnability, again, Kick returns are not as big a part of the game as they used to be, but the ability that he has to do that and to generate plays in the kicking game when they are available, that's valuable. And and just the fact that he's willing to go out there and run in special teams, and you got to do that, especially when you're an undrafted rookie. You have to do everything in your power to make the team, and I feel like Keith Mitchell is doing that. Every single time he touches the ball, it's exciting. And that matters, especially for an offense that could be potentially as explosive as this one. It's not like Keith Mitchell is going to be a thousand yard rusher for the team this season. Just too many bodies in the running back room ahead of him. 
Um, and I mean, who knows? You might be keeping five running backs, uh, which given the injury issues, maybe you want to do that. Maybe you think you could keep Keaton Mitchell on the practice squad. Maybe. I mean, I feel like another team might look at him and say, we could use some special teams. We could use some return help. We could use some some running back depth and give him some, you know, some burn at the back end of a 53-man roster. So I feel like if you want Keaton Mitchell, you might need to just go ahead and outright keep the guy. And I feel like he's been doing enough to make that happen. So I'm, I'm curious to see what cut down day looks like a week from today. One week from today, we are going to start seeing the 53-man roster take shape. And we're going to find out the fate of Keaton Mitchell, of guys like James Prochet, Malik Ham, and a lot of these backups. Our Darius Washington, who had himself an unbelievable pass breakup is just unfortunate that he that he got hurt on the play but that pass breakup at the end at the end of the game right there to kind of keep it you know in in a long field goal range and obviously they got a little bit closer on the next snap and uh you know Joey Sly was able to knock that game winning field goal in but the effort from Ardarius Washington to you know he didn't come down with it on the initial play but to punch it out at the end i mean look those are those are the little things that are going to matter. Just the, the fight, the effort to make a play, even when it looks like you lost it initially. Love that from him. We'll see what happens with, with this cornerback depth. Obviously, we got Ronald Darby in the house now, who is, is going to be filling in for Marlon Humphrey while he's out with his injury for a little while. Um, there's still opportunity here for some of these young corners to make the team. We got a, about a week until we find out how that all shakes out. And look, if we're not going to see Lamar Jackson and Odell Beckham Jr. and some of these top flight guys for, for preseason week three, I mean, who knows if we're going to. It's like, if we're not going to see those guys, we got to pay attention to something. So so thanks a lot for joining this little short episode of Believe in Ravens with me. I'm Kyrie Thompson. We will be joining you for more later on as Daniel Wilcox and I come together to jointly react to the game. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.